welcome to episode 64 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, and actually attending. I have a really exciting finished object today, guys, in actually finished. That is the Blooming Tea, which is a crochet project that I have been working on the last several weeks. I saw this t-shirt, it's a t-shirt, and I saw it at Fabric Bliss down in Denver. I was down there for a trunk show that my friend Liz from Colorful Eclectic was doing back in June, and I walked in the door and they had this beautiful t-shirt with a poppy on the front, and I love poppies, and I was like, I I have to do this, I have to do this. And so I spent a long time in the store, I've told this story a couple times, with the owner trying to make sure I'd be able to do it. I definitely consider myself a novice crocheter. I am not particularly good at it. I haven't done very much of it. I never am quite pleased with my results, frankly. Like I've done a couple of little uh, projects for the kids, like. Star Wars crochet or things like that, and I'm never, I'm never quite happy with how it turns out. But I thought, well, the yarn that I bought was beautiful. If it didn't work out, I could figure out something else to do with it. So I had done most of the back, and then I was getting a little bit bored. It's just kind of straight double crochet. And I was feeling pretty confident, and I moved on to the front. And I think I talked last time about um, making a mistake on the chart, and then I. And I sorted that out and finished the chart this week, and I was so pleased with it. So the colors that I used were um, colorful eclectic yarn in coal, and then a beautiful bright pink that I don't know the coloring name of anymore, and that had really pretty speckles of uh, darker pink and some red in it that I really loved. And then I dyed up a purple with some Stellina just for the center of the poppy. You just needed like a little bit of that. And I dyed that up in a colorway called Plum Dandy from Dharma Trading Company. So I had finished, I think the last time I talked to you guys, the, the color work piece of it. I was very pleased with myself for figuring that part out. And then there's quite a bit of shaping. And so I went back to the back um, because there's sleeve shaping and then shoulder shaping that has to happen. And I was having a little bit of trouble following in my head what that construction was going to look like. And when you get to the front, it says, do like you did in the back, which I, for an, this was out of an interweave crochet, and I thought out of an interweave pattern, I would have expected a little more detail, but maybe that's for space, that they don't want to repeat things. But I got the shaping down, no problem. It really wasn't that hard. A lot of it, there were like these little slope stitches, so you would do a, slip stitch and then a, some single crochets and then some half double crochets and some regular double crochets so that it you would get that angle and it was kind of the effect that you would get in knitting maybe like with a short row kind of thing but but this was sort of changing the height of the, the stitches as you moved along and it went just fine. So I finished up most of the work on the front and the back the other day and then I seamed it up and then I just went back and there, there's a little bit of finishing on the project as written where you trim it in the second contrast color, that color that's the center. So in my case, that was the purple. And I added a, a couple of extra 
rows of double crochet at the neck, which I think makes a really nice, it just looks like a really nice contrast there. I think the purple looks really pretty up against the gray. It's kind of a subtle change and a little bit of Stellina right at the neck I thought was really pretty. So I'm happy with how that turned out. And then the sleeves I ended up just doing in more of the gray because I wanted to also be able to do a little band of purple at the bottom and I, I only had a mini skein, like a 92 yard mini skein I think of the purple that I had done. So when I got done what I did was I took the gray at the bottom the length turned out pretty nice actually. It's meant to be a little bit cropped and it's shorter in the front than in the back and I thought well maybe I just want to add a little length so that it's more more the length that I generally wear. So I just grabbed the gray and I did a couple of rounds until I ran out of the gray and then I did the same with the purple. I just did a few rounds of double crochet until I was out of purple. So probably, all in all, maybe that added an inch or an inch and a half to the bottom. But with crochet, it blended right in, right? It wasn't like it looked like I had picked up stitches or anything like that in knitting. So I'm thrilled with it, you guys. The yarn is beautiful. It was really great to work with. This was my first time working with Liz's yarn, and I highly recommend it. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. But I just think it turned out fantastic. So I'm planning to wear it to work on Tuesday. I do think it's dressy enough to wear with a skirt and wear to the office. Uh, I think I'll get a lot of wear out of it because although it's a t-shirt, I think you could sort of wear it like a vest and I could put a long sleeve t-shirt underneath it and, and pull it over and get more wear out of it than just a single like summer season and I just could not be happier. So that's a new addition to my wardrobe that I am thrilled about and it just made me feel like I'm I'm going to talk in a minute about a project I'm working on where I'm also trying a new technique, but it really made me feel like uh, it was okay to be brave. I was not convinced that I was going to be able to pull this off at all, and I just loved the pattern so much. And I was really, really just pleased with myself for taking the risk and jumping in, and I could not be happier with the final result. So that is my finished object this week. Actually working. It's... Labor Day weekend here in the U.S., so I have a quiet weekend, uh, nothing much planned. I'm actually doing a juice cleanse, which is something that I like to do a couple of times a year, so that sort of forces me into quiet on these holiday long weekends. Yesterday, I spent quite a bit of time kidding up uh, new projects, which is sort of ridiculous because I have quite a few works in progress that I would like to get back to, but I just was feeling uh, inspired and, and had some time to wind some yarn, so I have quite a few new things to, to talk to you guys about today. The first one is a sweater that I have been stalking for a while. This is a Quince & Company pattern. The designer's name is Layla uh, Robbie, I think it is R-A-A-B-E. And it's called the Deshane Tee. So this is a long-sleeved, well, three-quarter sleeve, I guess you'd call it, boxy cropped sweater. In the pictures, it's worn over kind of a swingy tank dress, which I own several of, which I think is part of the reason that I liked this pattern so much. And it's knit with linen in the, 
as written. Um, Quince and Company Kestrel is what it calls for. But it's this beautiful lace open front uh, and a boxy shape and then fairly cropped. And I just think it's super pretty. And I found it because I was looking for ways to use some leftovers from sweater quantities that I had. In particular, I had three skeins of Madeline Tosh DK Twist in Blue Stowe, which is turquoise, big surprise, that I had gotten a couple of years ago from the Magnolia Society Sweater Club, and I knit my briquette hoodie, which is one of my favorite, favorite sweaters, out of this yarn, but still ended up with three skeins left over. I feel like that one took quite a bit less yarn than I expected it would, especially since it had a hood. And I think when I was doing the sweater club for quite a while, I was ordering the biggest size that they had, like the maximum number of skeins, just to make sure that I could do any, any sweater I wanted with it. So in a couple of cases, I ended up with some leftovers, and this yarn is beautiful, and I really wanted to make sure that I used it with something else. So I had 750 yards left, and the second size up of this sweater, which is what I'm knitting, calls for like 684. So I should be able to knit this and actually still end up with a little bit of this beautiful yarn left. Maybe I'll make a hat or something. I can't believe how fast it's going. I've been doing a lot, I think in general I do a lot of fingering weight knitting, and certainly recently that's mostly what I've been doing. I've done a couple of those little tank top projects and the um, confetti sweater and the Ravello sweater. So it's been a lot of fingering weight projects. This is DK yarn. It actually calls for worsted, but I think I'm, I'm doing just fine with this DK. I think it's frankly pretty close to a worsted weight. But it's DK weight yarn on size 10 and a half needles. So it is going like the wind, which is awesome. I had a whole bunch of quiet, just downtime yesterday. I, I skeined this yarn up, and then I watched a couple of movies. I watched Loving, which was really, really good. I watched Wonder Woman, because then I realized that Wonder Woman was available on Prime Video. And then I watched Gifted with, with Chris Evans, which was meh. It was fine. It wasn't great. And just sat and knit on this the whole time. The lace pattern is very easy to memorize, really pretty simple little repeatable pattern. It was like 14 rows of repeats, um, and I finished the front this morning. I cast this on yesterday afternoon, and I finished it like before lunchtime this morning. I finished the front. It is knit in pieces, which is not my favorite, but I think it'll be fine. It's really not very much seaming or finishing because it's a cropped sweater you know it won't be that much I have to seam the shoulders and and then you pick up the sleeves and add them which always makes me happy I don't enjoy attaching sleeves I never quite feel like that goes very well so I'm very excited about it I'm working on the back right now and what I decided to do because I do have a lot of downtime and knitting time this weekend I'm trying to learn how to knit backwards so this is something that's been on my list for a while as a technique that I wanted to try, which is knitting backwards instead of purling. And I've never quite been brave enough to do it. But then I was thinking about 
my boxy and when I when I knit my boxy I learned how to knit continental and that has worked out fantastically for me. I, I am much happier as a continental knitter. I, I'm definitely much faster as a continental knitter. And so I thought, well, let me try this and see if it helps with my speed because it is an awful lot of purling. I didn't want to try it on the front. I did not want to be messing around with that new technique and then trying to remember what I was supposed to be doing each row of the lace panel because in some, the, the lace panel in the front is a combination of stockinette, garter, and lace. So I didn't think that my brain could handle keeping track of all of that and what I was supposed to be doing. Like, what if I was knitting backwards and then it was a purl row? I think my poor little brain would have melted into mush and I, I don't, I guess I would have had to learn how to purl backwards. That would be too much for me. But this back panel is straight stockinette for 15 inches and I thought that could be kind of an interesting thing to try. One of the things I did this morning when I cast on, and I did this on the first two rows of the sweater, which I do think are probably slower than most rows because I always think that like establishing your knitting is a little bit slow. Those first couple rows, you don't have anything to hold on to. I feel like it's a little more awkward as you're getting going. But I timed myself to see like, okay, how... How many, I have to do 70 rows of stockinette, how long is it going to take me? And the interesting thing was that the purl rows did take me probably two and a half times as long as the knit rows. So I thought, okay, well, let me just see if, I'm not very fast right now, I've been talking to you guys this whole time and I'm not yet done with my first row of knitting backwards, but if I get good at it and if I use this as practice, then maybe by the time I'm done, I'll be faster. So that is what I'm trying. I'm really pretty excited about just the, the new technique. You know, I'm feeling super confident about new things because the crochet went so well. So it'll be interesting to see what I think of this at the end. I, I feel like most things that I do are in the round, frankly, right? I don't, I don't do a lot of purling. Either I'm doing sweaters that end up in, being in the round or I'm doing shawls. And I think a lot of shawls these days are... Garter. I think a lot of the shawls I pick, anyways, seem to be garter shawls, which is not a bad thing. But now I have a new, new tool in my toolkit. So I'll keep you guys posted. Hopefully, it won't be a complete disaster. I'm also really interested to see what, if anything, it does to my gauge, because I definitely feel like the movement of my hands is quite different, and the I am still holding the yarn continental. So the video that I found was on YouTube, and I think it was a woman called Very Pink Knitting Tutorials. I'll try to find it, the link and put it in the show notes for you guys. She was uh, an English knitter, and the first couple stitches I, I tried it that way, and then partway through she shows you how to do it continental, and it was funny because she was, was like, Oh my god, now I'm trying to do it backwards and continental, and I think my brain is going to explode. And I was kind of feeling the same way about throwing. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If nothing else, I tried it, and I can say that I tried it. And I, I have a little bit better idea of what I'm doing. So that's the first thing. And then these others, I'm not actually working on yet, but I thought I would talk about the things that I kitted up and the various yarns that I'm going to get around to using. 
Alright guys, I had a momentary freak out. I started to talk about my next project and then realized that it's a Christmas gift and according to Jack, my nieces listen to the podcast now. I don't know if that's actually true, but you know, this is that age of social media thing where I I do know my one niece follows me on Instagram and I'm going to have to be more careful with holiday knitting than I have been in the past. So... Grace and Amelia, if you're out there, please stop. I don't want to spoil your presents. And then I'll tell everybody else about the uh, things that I'm going to make for Christmas. So I had seen on Facebook this cute pattern for fancy flip-flops. It's a crochet pattern where you buy cheap flip-flops. I bought cheap ones from Old Navy. They were down to... $2 or something, end of the season clearance, and then I had a 40% off coupon, so I got a whole bunch of cheap flip-flops for nieces and my little sisters and my sister's-in-law and my mom, and I was going to make some for myself, but it's just this very cute pattern where you, you loop yarn around the, what would you call that, straps, the straps, I guess, of the flip-flop. And then there's a little triangle that gets crocheted in the middle, and then there's an option to do a little cuff. They call it a gladiator style, um, but it's just a little cuff that kind of holds it on your foot a little bit nicer. And I think I'm going to do the version with the cuff because I think that is the cutest of the two versions. And I think it'll be a fun way to use up some fingering weight yarn. So, for example, I have leftovers of the gorgeous pink that I got from Colorful Eclectic for my blooming tea, and what a perfect thing to use it up on would be a pair of hot pink flip-flops for somebody that's on my Christmas list. So I'm going to give those a shot this weekend. I printed the pattern out. I think there's video support, which would be good because I feel like especially looping it onto the flip-flops, I'm going to need a little bit of support for that part. And I'm hopeful that those will go really quickly and go really well and that that'll be a nice Christmas gift. I may have to dye or buy some yarn to go with it or maybe I'll stash dive a little bit and find something that's in my stash that I like that I think will be cute. I think it probably should be semi-solid or solid colored fingering weight yarn. And I do have some great ones. Like, I know I have some neon green that probably one of my sisters would like. I definitely have this hot pink. I have a skein that I dyed at the class at Fancy Tiger that I took with Sleep Season Meg. And that has blacks and pinks. And I think that might be an okay amount of variegated yarn to use on this. But I think I probably mostly want it to be solid or semi-solid. So that's something that I am excited about and I'm going to try out this weekend. The other one that I was excited about was a pattern that I actually saw through Craftsy. And I'm going to be honest, I don't always pay that much attention to what's going on at Craftsy in terms of patterns and kits and things like that. But there were a couple of things recently that, that caught my eye. So the first was these Cloud9 Ballet slippers. They're by a designer called Becca Knits. 
I have definitely knit one of her things before. She does adorable patterns for baby booties. I knit some years ago. I mean, gosh, I think my friend's baby is probably six now. But they were cute little booties that looked like Mary Jane shoes. And then they looked like they had socks underneath them with a little cuff. And I knit them out of like brown with pink. And they were really cute. And so I remember this designer and, and liking her stuff quite a bit. She has these Cloud Nine ballet slippers. And they're just little, you know, like house slippers that you would do. They're knit in a bulky yarn. The two that it calls for are uh, Knit Picks, Wool of the Andes, Bulky, or Cloudborn, which I think is Craftsy's brand of yarn. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk more about the Cloudborn stuff in a little while. And they're just a cute little slip-on. There's a cable across the toe, and then the sole is what they call double knit, which I haven't looked at the pattern enough to know for sure exactly what that means. Um, it's the double knit stitch, not double knitting, like the double knitting class that I took. So I think it's supposed to have a little bit of extra smush on the bottom and, and be a little bit more comfortable, but I... I just keep thinking about these, so I decided to give it a go. They're from the new Crafty Show, which is Off Our Needles, which has the Grocery Girls, which I think was a regular video podcast before. So anyways, I feel like there's some whole thing that I'm not plugged into that I missed where, where now that's part of Craftsy, but I thought they were very cute. I'm going to give them a shot. I definitely have some bulky yarn in stash from uh, things that I planned to do for gifts a couple years ago. I was going to do cowls and things. I have some beautiful Knit Picks gray. It might not be wool, though. It might be acrylic, but or like wool acrylic mix. But it's a beautiful gray that I frogged a project out of a couple of years ago. So I want to give those a shot. I think each slipper only calls for like 65 yards, so I feel like those could be something that Potentially, I could whip up pretty quickly for myself and then figure out if that's something else that I want to do as gifts this year. Because I do, I know I have some purple and some blue and some dark pink. So that one is also on the list. Then I have a beautiful review yarn that I have been meaning to cast something on with. So I got some review yarn, and I talked about it went back when I got it, but it was from Meadow Mountain Wool. And it's just this beautiful DK weight gray. They sent me two skeins, uh, about 250 yards a piece, and I've just been trying to figure out what to do with it. I definitely felt like it was a yarn that wanted to be cabled. It's very tightly plied, and I just feel like it's going to do a really nice job in terms of very crisp, beautiful cables. And I decided that what I want to do is just something simple. I would I considered buying more to do a sweater because I'm a sucker for a gray sweater. But I, in the end, I decided to go with what I had. And I'm just going to do a simple Martina Baim shawl pattern. And that is the Brave Maid shawl, which is one of her, I think, earlier. Well, it's, it's a two-year-old pattern. It's not that old. And it's just a simple garter triangular shawl with a cable down the middle. The cable looks like it's got a little bit of interest and complexity to it. I'm trying to look at the picture online 
Like it looks like maybe it's a reversible cable, um, which kind of gives it that ribbed cable look, and the rest of it looks like garter. And I just feel like it's gonna look completely beautiful in this yarn that I have. So that one will get cast on for sure. I could see that being really fun bust knitting. And again, it's only 569 yards is what the pattern calls for. So I don't think that'll be a very difficult one to do. And I could see myself getting a lot of wear out of a gorgeous gray shawl. I don't have anything that neutral. Most of my shawls are pretty bold looking. Um, I, I tend to go brighter all the time, but certainly with shawls. And I think this will just make a nice layering piece. I've been starting to think about right now when I take the bus down to work, usually I try to walk one, one way at least every day and sometimes both ways. And it's a little under a mile to my office from the bus station. So in the mornings, I can usually walk because I don't have a lot of early morning meetings, at least yet, in my new job. In the afternoon, sometimes I'm trying to rush to catch a bus, and so sometimes I'll take a little shuttle back to the, the bus station. But I'm just trying to think through what that'll be like when the weather is different. I really don't ever have to think too much about coats and things because cause I'm usually, you know, car to destination inside wherever back out to the car and so it's not like I I'm used to that gosh I got on the bus and it was cold certainly I have plenty of hats and things but I think a nice gray shawl it'll match nicely with most of my coats I just think it'll be a, a nice extra piece to have if I am wanting to still do some walking and things like that once the weather gets a little bit cooler so that's why I'm very excited about and again I feel like a couple of these are going to be more instant gratification projects because the sweater has gone so fast, the braids may be pretty fast, the flip-flops, I want to do a bunch of them, but each each individual pair should be a pretty fun, quick thing to get done. So those are a couple of the things. The last one, oh, I have two more. And these both kind of cross into my recent so I got a coupon offer online this week. They were having a sale on Craftsy, and then I had a, a coupon on top of the sale for little holiday things. And they had these cute little hand-knit Christmas trees. So you just knit these little cones. Some of them are cabled. Some of them have Fair Isle. They're two different colors. The sample that they showed on all the ads was a gray with kind of sprucey green. But then when I got in to look at them, they had a set that was a charcoal with turquoise. So I basically said, take my money right now, send me these right away. And I think they're gonna be really fun. The pattern is for five different trees. They're slightly different in height. I thought you would stuff them, but it looks like what it actually has you do is make like a cone out of cardstock, and you just slip that cone inside the finished tree when it's done. So that's kind of cool, too. I think that will be um, easier than stuffing them. And I just thought it would be fun. I like to make, I have quite a few different little handmade things around the house that I make for Christmas. I kind of always like to do that. I thought if it turns out to be really fun, Perhaps, you know, that would be a fun thing to make 
for my mom or, or whoever for Christmas as well. And just kind of a cool little little project. So that came in the mail yesterday. And the yarn that they sent is this Cloudborn yarn, which is their, I believe it's their base. And it's always on sale on Craftsy.com. The yarn that I bought to dye from them was all that Cloudborn. So I had bought some fingering weight yarn and then a bulky yarn for that um, Marley blanket that I want to do. Both in the Cloudborn yarn and yesterday then I got this worsted weight and it's a very nice yarn I have to say it it really is very soft I would say softer than a Cascade 220 which is where my head would go in terms of comparison right it's just a industrial dyed um super wash yarn and so I I'm pretty excited to work with it I think it'll be interesting to see they did send me another coupon for like one more thing from any of those lines and it could be 40% off. So I might go out and see what else is out there. The other thing, this I'm not sure quite when the episode's going to drop. Today is Sunday of Labor Day and maybe I'll get it out by Monday. But Monday of Labor Day, they're offering free streaming of all of the Craftsy classes. So that's how I'm planning to spend my Labor Day Monday is watching stuff on Craftsy. But that will be a fun little holiday project as well. And that was just a little addition to my stash. Like I said, if I were going to do more of them, I might look at this Cloudborn or it might be the type of thing where I would buy some yarn from Knit Picks to do it. But you, you could have a lot of fun with the colors too. You could do two different colors of gray or you could do gray with red or gray with green or mix things up a little bit. I do like the, the idea of the blue. So anyways... That is, that is my little Christmas thing. So the next thing, guys, that I'm working on, I'm really excited about, and this is my Knit Nosh project for this year. So if you've been listening for a while, you might recall that last fall when I did Knit Nosh, like three weeks before the event, I decided that it would be an awesome idea to knit one thing from each of the four dyers and in the span of three weeks I knit a hat out of MJ Yarns American Worsted. That was the most reasonable because it was a worsted weight hat and it took me like a day. I knit a shawl out of Scandalous fingering weight but it was a 400 yard shawl so that was also a pretty reasonable thing. Then I knit a big old coat size sweater from Nerdstring DK, and I knit a fingering weight hoodie out of People Who Fields. I did not finish the hoodie in time for the event, I, but I, I did finish it shortly thereafter. But this year I thought, you know, the right thing to do is to knit myself a fade with all of these yarns. And I'm pretty excited about the idea of it. I did sign up for the What the Fade Knit Along, uh, and that's my intention, although I did have a minor panic attack, because, spoilers, I'm going to say spoilers, it is brioche, uh, that's all I'm going to say, but I, I'm a little nervous about, uh, clue one is brioche, I guess maybe that means the whole thing will be, I'm not really sure, and I may chicken out and decide to go back and do the regular fade. <laughs> my intention with this fade is that it will be my mom's Christmas present, so it's very different colors for me, which is also kind of fun. I'm not doing 
the bright jewel tones or neons or things like that that you would normally expect from me. I picked some really beautiful earth tones for all the way along. So the first yarn that I am using is MJ Yarns. MJ Yarns will be back for Knit Nosh. This is kind of part Knit Nosh announcement, part project details. I ordered a skein of his 1U, which is the red label, which is his new, only available directly from Jonathan yarn, in a beautiful colorway called Amber. And it's just stunning. It's got quite a bit of sheen to it, the 1U, and so that gold amber color really glows, and I think it's going to look really, really good um, in the fade and as kind of a beautiful pop in the brioche and things like that. So I'm very excited about that one. The second color that I ordered was from Scandalous, and I ordered a color called Akimbi, which is rose with a little bit, like as I unskein it, and when I was winding yesterday, there are sections that feel slightly more purple and sections that feel slightly more brown, but kind of taking those pink, purple, brown, and, and it's a gorgeous variegated yarn. So that one is beautiful, and I'm very excited about it. And then the third yarn that I have on hand already is from another new to Knit Nosh dyer. Oh, I guess this is the first new to Knit Nosh dyer, actually. And that is Colorful Eclectic. So Liz from Colorful Eclectic will be at Knit Nosh this year. I'm really excited. She's really been working hard this year to build her business. And it's fun to feature people, you know, that are, are really getting their brand out there. Liz will be at Salida. I'm not going to Salida after all, which is, which is okay. But Liz will be at Salida if you're interested in seeing. And I snagged an early gain of her... Salida exclusive colorway, which is called Season's End. So she sent me this beautiful inspiration picture of like a campfire and s'mores and things like that. And the yarn when it got here is browns and golds and a little bit of like orange. And it's really, really, really pretty. And I asked her specifically for one of the skeins that had more gold in it because I think it'll look so nicely with that MJ Yarns Amber, and then I um, I did pick up a skein that had Stellina in it. So I'm not doing the whole shawl with Stellina, but two of my skeins out of the six will have some sparkle to them, which I think is really, really going to be a nice, nice little touch. And then there are two skeins that are still out being dyed, and so the, the fourth one on my fade is nerd string. So Renee will be back for Knit Nosh this year. Yay. And I ordered a color called Raspberry Beret, which is a dark, dark pink. I mean, just what it sounds like, raspberry. That's the other one that will have some Stellina. And so I'm excited about that one as well. I think it's going to be, that'll be a little bit of the pop, right? That's m the most color. A lot of it's pretty muted. And then this will be a nice pop of pink. And then the last one that I have so far is from Knit Stitch Yarn. So Knit Stitch Yarn is another local dyer. They will be new to Knit Nosh this year. I'm very excited to have uh, Melanie on board. And 
I have done a couple of things with her yarns in the past. She did a giveaway here with the podcast. I went down and saw her at the Jackalope Art Fair last year. I didn't make it to the Jackalope Fair this last time. And so I have some yarn of hers in my stash that's called The Man in the Yellow Hat. And it's yellow. It's like a grello. It's a beautiful grello. And then uh, this one that I ordered is called Cherry Tree. And it's exactly what you'd think. It's a variegated pink and brown. Quite a bit of white. A lot of times, um, I think Melanie's yarns have quite a bit that's left natural. And so it knits up really pretty. My friend Jen just knit a cowl with a set of rainbow minis. And, and they do. They knit up with a lot of character because there's a lot of that white left in the yarn. So I'm very excited about that one as well. And then I am still sort of working through who might be dyer number six. So that's a big change this year is that we already have five dyers on board. I am in conversations with a couple of folks about putting together maybe a six. Just to get some more variety for everybody, I, I am so grateful to the dyers that have been with us every time that I, I never want to leave anybody out who wants to come. But it is kind of fun to think about adding a couple of, of new folks. Sherry from People Who Feels is busy with her day job and doesn't feel like she can do the amount of dyeing she would need to to be ready for Nash in time. So she's taking a pass this time, but hopefully she'll be back for future events. And I should have news soon about who the sixth dyer will be. So that's, that's my fade. I'm very, very excited. I think it's going to be a cool project. It's kind of fun to pick up on the excitement of the mystery cow and kind of the whole fade trend and then work that into something that, that uses all of these dyers that I love. I'm wondering too, so the the fade thing, right, there's all these different patterns. So there was the original fade and then there's the so faded sweater, which I do have on my needles. And then there's free your fade, which is meant to be, I think, a little less um, structured. I don't know if structure is the right word, but I think you're meant to have a little bit more flexibility in how you do it, and it's slightly less yardage. This says here 700 to 1,000 yards. So one of the things I'm hopeful is I definitely don't think I'll use, because what is that, like 2,400 yards worth of yarn making the, the what the fade? So then I could take the leftovers and make another one, and then my mom and I could be a little bit matchy-matchy with the freer fade and the wiper fade. Or maybe I'll give her both. I don't know. We'll see. So that's kind of my, my plan for the yarn there. I, I think I could get both of those done potentially before the event. So that takes me up to attending. And Knit Nosh is really coming together, guys. Tickets will be on sale probably tomorrow, which would be September the 4th. I am shooting for November the 11th as the next date for Knit Nosh. Um, we are probably going to be back at Gallery 1874. I missed a meeting with them the other day. I got stuck in terrible traffic on Friday, Labor Day weekend, and literally could not get down to the gallery. So I'm meeting with them this week to kind of finalize ideas. I have some cool ideas in terms of mixing things up with the food. I have some cool ideas in terms of mixing things up with the, the beverage tasting. I think we may do beer and cider in addition to the wine, which I think will be really, really fun. I have a cool dessert that I already have somebody working on. So really just trying to mix it up and have some fun. I have a couple of things that I think are neat as we head into the holiday season. 
that we can do at, at Nitnosh and a couple of things that I think are really cool, maybe potentially in terms of some charitable aspects this time or some giving. So stay tuned, definitely. Nitnosh.com is the place to get all of the details. Nitnosh has its own Facebook page if you're interested in following that to get details or my regular Instagram, the Knit Actually Podcast Instagram would be the way to get details on Instagram. And stay tuned. It's going to be a blast. It always is so much fun. And I feel like this year has flown by. I didn't anticipate it being this long in between events, but life happens. And I feel like I'm in a place right now where I can really put my full energy and enthusiasm and excitement into putting together a great event for you guys. So I can't wait. I do think we'll do kits again this year. It wasn't such a smash hit, but if there's anybody who is interested in kits, I do think that it would be kind of a cool thing if you're looking for a fade um, to do a Nitnosh fade along with me. We can work that out. So if you're interested, check out the website and... I'll continue to add more details there. By the time the episode goes up, there should be quite a bit more information on knitnosh.com. And that's it for this time, you guys. I am, in terms of other events, I am starting to think about, you know, whether I'll be able to make it to Stitches West this year. Yarnfest has already announced their dates for next April, and that is exciting, and that's right here in my backyard, so I will definitely be at Yarnfest. Hopefully it doesn't fall over spring break again this year. I'm not going to Rhinebeck uh, because Ben is getting his black belt in October, November, and so he, he needs his mom here <laughs> to get him through all of that. So I hope that it's fun to start to watch people do their Rhinebeck sweaters. I saw my friend Emily the other night, and her Rhinebeck sweater is stunning. I mean, just so beyond anything I would ever be able to do, and so beautiful. So that was really fun. I'm excited that she's getting to go again this year, and that's really it for me. I hope everybody had a safe holiday weekend in the U.S., and I hope everybody's summer is coming to a nice close and that you're getting kiddos back to school or back into your regular fall routine. And that's it for me this time, you guys. In the meantime, until we talk again... Happy knitting. Talk to you soon.